Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Athletic School Podcast. Today, our guest speaker is JJ Williams. He's a D1 athlete, part of the men's track and field for the University of Wisconsin. Uh, in high school, he was all-conference many times, runner of the year for cross-country, set a state record for the 800 meters in his senior year, and he was also conference champion many, many times. Uh, JJ, thanks so much for joining me, man. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I was reading some of your results in high school um, before you went to college. Um, and I mean, it was a lot. I couldn't name all of them. Um, mm -hmm. So my, I think my first question for you is, uh, what do you think, um, what do you believe to be the reason that great, all those good results? Was it talent? Was it was a hard work. What was it? Yeah, I mean, starting out, I would like to give a lot of that credit to the people around me, and especially my family, uh, uh, both my parents and my two sisters. My parents have had just unwavering support for me all throughout my running career, ever since sixth grade or middle school when I started. Um, they would bring me to meets across the Midwest. They would buy me food. And then just their support in general was definitely something that pushed me to be a better athlete and also a better person. Mm -hmm. Did you have any any coaches that kind of impacted you in a way? Yeah. So I actually had an off-season coach. His name was Kevin Sieberson. He was a former head coach at the University of uh, Wisconsin River Falls. My dad works with him, and he reached out to Kevin, who was a very successful coach and runner uh, back in the day. And for the past two years in high school, the last two years of my high school career, my junior and senior year, he would give me training plans. He's a super nice guy. He knows everything about running mentally, physically, eating, eating right, training right, and most importantly, sleep and recovery. So I would accredit a lot of my success for a lot of my success to my off-season coach, uh, Kevin Severson. He was just a very good mentor and coach overall. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, and, you know, yesterday I was taking a look on some old, older posts that you have. Um, and there was one post that kind of got to me a little bit because you were, you were giving an interview after the after the meet and you're saying like how the crowd was cheering for the other um for the other runners and that kind of motivates you a little bit um and that's just that's just crazy to me and so i think my question for you is like uh, what motivates you in a way to to do that daily and also like uh why you're running is there anything going on in your head um, in that case, I'm sure you, you were able to, you know, to kind of like uh, hear the, the crowd. But in a way, I feel like sometimes we get in the zone and we don't hear anything. Is there anything going on in your head? Yeah, I mean, going back to uh, when you mentioned the crowd was cheering for the other guys behind me. I'm from a very small school. My class size was 46. So I've always kind of been the underdog compared to the big uh, big D1 schools or bigger schools that have many guys they can put in a race. So I've always been the underdog in that sense where I come from a small community, a small school. Um, 
So that's something that motivates me is being an underdog and performing well on the big stage is definitely a big motivation for me. Not awesome. Um, and, and now you are going to, to college. Are you a sophomore now? I'm a freshman this year in college. You're a freshman. Yeah. Awesome. And, and I mean, now you're going on the big stage, you know, uh, you are competing with the best, uh, and I'm sure there is a little bit of pressure for you to win since you are competing for such a big school. Um, what, what was the main difference when you got there? You know, does the, the coaches treat you different? Does your teammates talk to you in a different way? What, what was the main difference going from high school to, to college? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a big jump going from high school to college. One of the main differences is obviously the mileage. In high school, I was a pretty low mileage guy. I did cross country, but never really trained, trained a lot for it. I'm not a lot of miles. I was probably sitting around like 25, 35 miles max. But in college this year, my coaches have really upped my mileage to about 45, 50, which isn't, is not a lot um, for most long distance guys. But uh, me being a mid distance guy, being around 45, 50 was a big jump from high school. It's definitely been a lot in my body, but I believe I've handled it pretty well. I haven't really had too many setbacks or injuries. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a lot of running for me. <laughs> so Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest runner. Um I played soccer and I mean even even playing soccer, I'm, I'm a goalkeeper, so I didn't get to run as much. Um mm -hmm. but when it when it comes to, to your mindset, uh did anything change? Uh is is there something that when you got to college, uh, did you think anything in a different way? Yeah, my whole paradigms definitely shift when I got to college. It was kind of a different way of thinking because you're all by yourself. You have to be more dependent, but also more interdependent at the same time because you're on a bigger stage, a bigger team now, so you can work together. Um, and my mindset definitely changed in the aspect of workouts. In high school, when I would have workouts, it was just something I had to do. Didn't really think much of it. But in college, every run, every workout, every long run, whether it's a running workout or a lifting workout, everyone has a purpose. And that purpose obviously has meaning to everyone on the team. Our coaches have meaning behind it. So that's definitely a big driver in the change in my mindset is every run having a purpose and being here for a reason. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, so like in the sports, like for example, for soccer, when, you know, we have a freshman on the team, sometimes we don't expect the, the freshman to have really good results or to, to have a, a lot of play time. Um, does that work? Does, is it the same thing on the, on the track field side of it? Yeah, freshmen, they're still definitely held to a very high standard. But if they don't perform the best their first year, it's definitely understandable because it takes a lot of time to adjust from the high school scene to the college scene, um, especially going from a small D3 school to, uh, to one of the best D1 programs in the nation. It's been a big adjustment. Um, 
Awesome. Yeah. Um, and what, what does your schedule look like? So what, what's your daily, like how many times are you, are you, are you going to the gym? Uh, are you running every day? Are you doing any types of lifting? How, how does that work? Yeah. So during the summer when I was mostly in my base training, I would be running six days a week off one day a week. My mileage was still pretty low in the summer. It was about 35, 40. I was just building a solid base with not many speed workouts or hard effort workouts in general. But now that we're getting closer to the outdoor season and we're starting indoor season, um, my mileage has been upped. I'm running seven days a week, uh, no days off. Sometimes we'll do two a days. It really just depends on how our bodies are feeling, being smart uh, mentally and physically with our bodies. But starting on Monday, Monday is normally, uh, or at least for me, at my mileage right now, everyone's different on the team, but Monday for me would be a five to six mile run with either some fast strides, six by strides, or some fast 200s just to get the legs moving, get the blood flowing. Mm -hmm. uh, then for us, Tuesdays are normally a pretty good workout. We normally do a three mile warm up, uh, then either a track workout, a tempo, some more aerobic um, endurance workouts, uh, then the cool down. Wednesdays normally are a pretty easy day, just kind of low key, uh, no strides or anything. Uh, Thursday, can it depends. It can either be a workout or another just kind of training day, going out for a run. But on Thursday, we normally have some sort of strides or like six by 200 after just to get the legs moving, keep that speed going throughout the whole season, make sure you don't lose any. And then Friday normally is another dedicated workout day. Fridays are normally a track workout, and that can range anywhere from starting out at a 1.5 mile tempo at a pretty quick pace, a little rest, and then two by 200, uh, three by 200. It really just depends on the day, what our coaches has for us that day. And then Saturday is another easy day, normally around five to six miles, probably. Go out and jog and just hang with the team. And mm -hmm. Sunday, uh, my favorite day personally, is a long run day. And for me, that ranges anywhere from 10 to 11 miles, a pretty easy pace. It's just a really good time because you get to hang out with teammates, talk the whole time. That that sounds sounds crazy to me. How you said you guys warm up with three mile run. That's mm -hmm. probably the, the 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 most endurance I I can get. Um, sounds sounds like a lot. Um, but when this, I guess it's hard for me to to kind of like put into into terms when it comes to running because I I don't know as much. Um, but is there anything that you know when to when to step back and when to push? Like, does your body tells you, or um, you know, is there maybe mentally? Do you feel like, man, I'm just overwhelmed right now? Um, is there like, how do you know when to when to push and when to step back? Yeah, I guess kind of going back earlier when I when I mentioned that our coaches always say every run should have a purpose. Mm -hmm. If you're going out for a run and your body just feels like complete crap and you know, or you're just getting over a sickness, say, and you still feel like crap, 
there's no purpose on going for that run because you're just going to prolong the sickness and prolong the recovery process. So when to push and when to step back. Stepping back is definitely the easy part, I feel I feel like, because you know your body, you know when your body is tired, if you're dehydrated and stuff like that. But when to push can be pretty tricky because you don't want to end up um, wrecking your body or going too hard. My head coach, Mick Byrne, always says, stupid is what stupid does. So just making sure you're being smart about your training mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and when it, when it comes to, to your mindset, I feel like, of course, you can train yourself to, to run as many miles as you want, right? And you can get, I'm sure you are as fit as you can be, so you can run 10, 12 miles, right? But when it comes to, to your mindset, to your mentality, while you're running, um, does, does it get to a point for you that it's just about the mindset? Because for me, for example, you know, I, I'm getting to, I'm starting to run 5K here and there. And, you know, it gets to a point that like maybe the last mile and I'm trying to push to get a better time, like, I feel like my body cannot go anywhere else. But so it's just like a mental battle. Um, do you ever get that? Um, or you're just like, just as fit that you, you, it's almost all, always physical and not mental. No, I definitely feel what you're saying. I do get that feeling where it's kind of, what am I doing here? What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. But I feel as the feeling, there's a feeling of uncertainty with everything in life. You don't know what's the purpose, kind of why you're here, but that feeling of uncertainty it definitely pushes me to be a better athlete and better person in general. Because if you were certain and knew everything in life, there's, there's no point. You would know the outcome of everything. But because you don't know the outcome of everything, it leaves that kind of ambiguous feeling out there. And that pushes me to be my, and that pushes me to be my best every day for sure. Mm-hmm not knowing how good I can be unless I really try and give it my best every single day, 100%. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I'm sure I heard that somewhere else uh, as well. But if we knew that we would succeed, if we knew that we would lose or, you know, there, there's actually not, not a lot of purpose on, on doing that. Um, how, how would you define success? Um, that's a question that I ask everyone because I feel like everyone, I'm sure you... You heard me saying, but I just love it because everyone has a different um, definition yeah. and all of them just feels right. Yeah, I've been thinking about this question a lot in the past year, just because of my transition from high school to college. I've achieved many of my goals that I wanted to in high school and getting here was a big goal of mine. And how I would define my success is consistent discipline. Um. I would say discipline is one of the most important factors in success. If you don't have discipline and you don't have consistency, you're not going to be successful. A motivation will come and go, but discipline and consistency, it's there, it's habitual. So as long as you are seeing consistent growth over time as a person on the field, as an athlete on the track, that's success to me. It's not about winning every time. 
It's about learning more every day and growing as a person and your mindset. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. Uh, I feel like a lot of times we, you know, in sports, we are there to win. You know, when people say uh, we are here to have fun and everything. And I think winning is it's fun. Uh, right. But I think it's important for us to focus on the on the process a little bit more. Because sometimes if we just think success is winning and getting the results we want, well, the, the truth is we're not going to get the results we want every time. And then we're just going to feel like crap. Right. So, yeah. but if we, if we can see the progress that we, that we have done, then it becomes easier to feel successful. And when you feel successful, you can become successful and more successful. You know, it just becomes a, a snowball, um, a good snowball. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like manifesting your success almost. If you constantly think about success, you're going to be successful, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You, uh, you cannot uh, rise above uh, something that you see yourself, you know? So if you see yourself as a failure, you're always going to be a failure. Uh, sounds a little bit cliche, but I feel like people forget about that, you know? And they, we have to celebrate the small wins so then we can keep winning small a little bit here a little bit there so then we can win big one day um exactly uh is there any any books any podcasts that you like to to read to listen to um in a daily basis something that kind of motivates you yeah so i recently finished two books one of them was atomic habits by james clear and high performance habits by brendan burchard and a common theme that I saw in those two books was consistency, like consistency and discipline. If you, if you have those two traits, that will get you farther in life than motivation or hoping or wishing on a skill you had ever will. So mm -hmm. I awesome. really enjoyed yeah, I, reading those two books. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, our life is just about habits, you know, and if we don't have good habits, we probably won't have a good life. Um, what's, what's next? What, what's the next book you're planning on reading? Ooh. You have one. That's a good question. I recently, like, I like just finished it. So I'll have to look for yeah. another one for sure. But awesome. I prefer yeah. a physical book, not reading online or an ebook. So. Yeah. I, I read on my Kindle just because I, I tend to, to read a lot and I just cannot have any more books in my in my room anymore. I just can can handle them anymore. Uh, but yeah. physical books are I different. Um, not a fan of audiobook. I just I don't know ADHD. It's it's a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. I cannot pay attention on those things. Yeah, um, a big. This is this is a slight tangent, but a big thing I've noticed with people that read books or say you should read, like there's only so many books you can read, and there's only so much knowledge you can gain from them. But the biggest thing you have to do is take action and actually listen to what the words are saying in the book. And just taking action on the knowledge that you learn in books is the biggest content piece I think you'll get from books. It's also a great workout for your mind. It's like the physical gym, but for your mind, you know, it exercises your mind. So it's definitely a great habit to get into. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The other day I was talking to a friend of mine. And we were talking about books and I was like, man, I, I read so many books this year, um, you know, but sometimes we feel like if you ask me about every single book, I might not be able to tell you what they are all about. 
Um, but I think it's more, you know, like getting at least one little thing uh, from this book and from that book and and then just keep that with me. And, you know, things happen in life and the knowledge that I have gained in those books um, kind of like help me in a way to, you know, to handle a certain situation. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, if we, if we just read, just read, I don't think it's, it's really helpful. So we have to put in into actions, um, uh, you know, something that I, that I think is helpful is writing down, highlighting everything. I, I think it's good going back and reading again, because I mean, otherwise we're just not, it's just like when we go to school and we sit down in the chair and we don't learn a lot by just, you know, just watching something we learn by doing it, you know, and I think everyone, you know, if we we can talk about running here all day, but I'm not going to become a good runner if I don't go outside and run. Right. Exactly, and yeah. I'm going to struggle, but I'm just going to learn uh, if I start running. Right. You can t teach me every technique, everything that you use. And I mean, in a chair, I cannot run. Right. Yeah, I get what you mean by actually paying attention and highlighting. For me, what I do, what helps me when I read, I have a pencil and paper by me. And every word that I don't know or every good quote that I come across, I write down. And I actually have two separate notebooks. One is for words that I don't know. And then I go back later and define the word to just unlearn more. It's always great to learn more. Uh, then yeah. in the other notebook, I write down all the motivational quotes or good quotes that I come across. And that really helps me. Um, think about the book in a outside the box way or a bigger way, which I love doing that. Awesome. Well, yeah, JJ, thanks so much for, for joining me to sharing your experience. Uh, the, I like to bring different people to the podcast every time because I feel like mm -hmm. people that are listening to us, they are going through different things, you know, and there's always something else that we can learn from people from other areas. You know, I can learn a lot from people from running, from track and field, and I can apply on soccer, business, and, and all of that. So I really appreciate you sharing uh, your experience, a little bit of your story. And, you know, I hope uh, these next four years in college, you can, you can get a lot of good results and a lot of progress like we were talking about. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, man.